Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. Today, Dr. E.J. and Prophetess Kathy McKenzie, uh, with another time of sharing with you, this is the Master Key, and we look forward to uh, dialoguing with you today. Uh, Prophetess Kathy, you want to greet everyone today? Yes, good afternoon to everyone that's listening to us and to those who will listen to us later on. God bless you, and thank you for joining us today. All right. For those of you that desire uh, have any questions and you want to call in, uh, our call-in number is area code 877-537-3321. That's our 1-800 call-in number. Our regular call-in number is area code 347-237-5493. Ladies and gentlemen, we pray that your day is going well and I pray that it's blessed. We know it is blessed because you are blessed. And um, we just love, I, I really like doing this segment when uh, Kathy and I come together and, and we dialogue together. Um, I like the revelation that comes forth by the questions that is asked. And majority of the time it's stimulated by the Spirit of God. And and uh, he will prompt a, a question and then he will download an answer because he knows somebody needed that online or someone is going to come back and listen to this again or, or uh, listen to it later. And God is going to answer their question. That's what I love about the Lord and I love about the supernatural. Uh, God can do a broadcast today knowing that somebody is going to go back to that broadcast uh, five days and listen to that broadcast. And uh, and the very thing questions that was on their heart, he knew how to answer it. So, ladies and gentlemen, once again, uh, we welcome you and thank God for you uh, for being a part of this broadcast today. All right. Uh, let me ask you a question. This question before we get into uh, um, our dialogue today. Uh, uh, what did the Lord do for you? Uh, we just had a powerful. It's come out of a powerful meeting, uh, encountering the supernatural, and uh, it was exactly what it was. It was an encounter of the supernatural. Uh, God manifested Himself in, a, in such an awesome, sovereign way. Uh, the people was blessed. Um, and my prayer that, that my prayer really is that the people will understand why he did what he did. He didn't do what he did just to do what he did. God don't he don't operate that way. He did what he did so the people can take what he did and they can continue what he did through them. So uh, tell me some of the highlights of, uh, uh, that ministered to you through this uh, conference. This really wasn't a conference, but um, we called it a conference. But this meeting we had. Uh, some of the highlights that uh, really blessed me was um, seeing the people blessed, um, knowing that uh, we have been praying and fasting uh, before the Lord concerning the service, uh, releasing the supernatural in the atmosphere, releasing the word of God in the atmosphere, um, that the people that will be there each night, each service, um, that they will be ministered to, they will be blessed. And uh, it was just really, really encouraging seeing the miraculous, the supernatural uh, for each service. And to me, it seemed like the momentum increased. Uh, it, it was awesome on Friday night. And then it went seemed like it went to a whole other level on Saturday. And then it went to another level on Sunday morning. Um, and so uh, it was just really encouraging to see the how God really loves us and how he ministered to his people on uh, Friday night. And, and something I, I heard the man of God say, you know, that praise, uh, uh, I think he said it like this, praise provokes the uh, prophetic. Um, I may be quoting it wrong, um, but he was encouraging us to focus on God, not not so much him, but to focus on God. And um, and it was just awesome seeing how how God knows our name, <laughs> and he called, the man of God called out the different ones' names and uh, and even the nickname and and uh, and then blessing the two ladies on uh, Friday night uh, with the uh, dissolving the tumors on Friday night and uh, just awesome, awesome, awesome. I was just I was really excited about it because we had the man of God, Bishop uh, 
synagogue here before, so I was ex- really excited in my spirit to see and hear, um, you know, the word of the Lord God, uh, and you know, uh, coming before us on uh, Friday and Saturday, and then Sunday morning. Um, also with uh, Pastor Brigham, that was awesome as well. I enjoy, mini- you know, hearing him minister the word of God, and um, and I was really blessed. I had never heard uh, the revelation that came forth on uh, Sunday morning concerning Esther. Uh, which was powerful, um, you know, and just hearing what God is is doing in this hour for us. We we know that this is our due season. This is our set time. We've been praying that prayer for quite some time, and just seeing how God is unfolding that prayer and releasing His Word and and painting the picture for us and putting connecting all the dots and putting all the pieces together, putting all the players together for this due season, this set time. Awesome. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, those that uh, is with us is hearing us and will hear us later, uh, we will have um, available by Sunday. Uh, I'm sure uh, George is listening to, uh, listening to us at this present time, but we will have those ready by Sunday. So you call in to the administrative office if those that desire to get there. You can go online and you can put an order in uh, for the meeting on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, you will be tremendously blessed. Uh, it's going to take some time because of uh, a lot of things was uh, 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 during the message was spoken prophetically, so we're trying to pull people prophetic message out. So it got to be edited, and um, that's I'm trying to take a little bit of time. So, uh, 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 but they should be ready by Sunday, and, uh, uh, and I encourage you to go over it. Uh, don't just listen to re- listen. Stop, and let the Spirit of God talk to you. Start it over. Stop. And the Spirit of God minister to you. Because there's so much revelation, so many things that God spoke. He's confronting us. He was charging us. Uh, he, was conf- uh, he was putting demands on us. God wa- wants to live with us. God desires that uh, you and I live in what was uh, released. But it's, 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 not gonna, it's not a church service. Uh, he wants you to take church. You are the church. And he wants you to be able to take church to a whole nother dimension, a whole nother rim, a whole nother level. Where? In the marketplace. What God did in that building, in that hotel, God wants to do uh, um, on the streets. He wants to do it in the restaurant. We're doing your job. Um, but he wants to do it uh, uh, in in order, in decency, in order. So, uh, yes, I, I, I tell you, I'm just excited and, and just, uh, concerning it. Uh, well, do you have anything uh, uh, that the Lord's put on your heart for today? Uh, yes. Um, as a matter of fact, it's right in line with uh, what we're talking about concerning uh, due season, I set time, and what the Lord spoke to us through the encountering the supernatural. And I'm looking forward to the next one that we have because I, I, I know, you know, God is going to, uh, um, you know, move us in uh, continuing for us to um, allow him to speak and allow him to uh, move supernaturally. And that was just a vehicle. That was just an a, a instrument, you know, that God could move through supernaturally for the people of God to be blessed. But I was thinking about uh, the meeting and um, this phrase. We've heard this phrase before, how you can lead a horse to the water, but you can't make him drink. Uh, and the other part of that is, you know, that it's not our job to make him drink, but it's our job to make him thirsty. And so as I was thinking about that, the Lord dropped that in my spirit this morning, and I was meditating on that. Um, and uh, what came in my spirit is that how can we, as a people of God, hearing and seeing the demonstration of the Word of God on this last weekend, how can we as a people of God, uh, as individuals, as a family, uh, stay hungry, you know, and thirsty for God, um, that we will not lose focus, that, you know, we will continue to pant out to him, like David says. Uh, we will continue to run out to him. We will, you know, set our face like flint and seek out to him. So so how can we stay uh, hungry as a people of God, uh, hungry and thirsty for God? Well, um, uh, it's impossible for you and I to be able to do that. That's where the Holy Spirit comes in at. Um, that was a supernatural move. That was a, a move by the Holy Spirit that manifests and demonstrated himself. Now, think about it. The Spirit of God answered prayers because that's what God wants to do anyway. Yes. We weren't asking him for our will to be done. We were asking him for his will to be done. Yes. So 
So that was preparation, and 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 this is what everybody needs to understand. God used the men of God because we our prayers ascended. The men of God was instruments and channels. That's what they were. They was instruments of ch- and channels of the answered prayers. God needed a vehicle so he can answer the prayer. They was the assigned people for God to use to answer prayer. So now we fasted and prayed for God to do what he did. He did what he did. Now, if we fasted and prayed for God to do what he did, we have to fast and pray for God to continue to do what he did. Yes. But if not, then the meeting is over, and it's only another meeting. And so we have to come to the place that and pray that, watch this right here, the same prayer we prayed to God to do in the meeting, we have to pray the same prayer that God will move upon the people, that God will do it through the people. You did it through these men, now God do it through the people. And so these men had to go before God. Now, they going before God to get a word from God for this region, for this house. So, but they went before God. When they went before God, we had already gone before God. They went before God, and God started downloading to them what he wanted to give us as a result of our prayers. What did our prayers and fasting do? It created it, it created the atmosphere. It created and prepared the hearts and the minds of the lead, the people, the instruments. It prepared the hearts and the minds of the people that uh, receive. And, and what I love about God, we just prayed it, but we didn't know how he was going to do it. Yeah. We just prayed it. We didn't know who he was going to touch. We just prayed it. We didn't know who was going to be healed. We just prayed it. We didn't know who was going to get a word. <laughs> so yeah. what I love about it, he's still in control. Our prayers don't control him. Our prayers release him in the earth to do what he already want to do. Heaven was released in our midst. But it was a result of our prayers, praying and asking him to do what he already desired to do. Yes. Uh, Something you said about heaven was released you know, uh, as we fasted in in prayer. So in order for us to continue to have heaven released in our lives, not just for a special meeting, but every day, um, so we can have the the manifested will of heaven in our lives every day, then we have to be intentional because we was intentional with our fasting and our prayer. We was intentional with with the Lord uh, putting in your heart concerning who to bring in. We was intentional about, you know, contacting them so they can come and be the instrument that God wanted to use at this uh, encounter. So we have to continue to be intentional uh, in our relationship with God, with pursuing God, with fasting and prayer, um, not just for a meeting, but in order for heaven's will to be manifested in our lives on a day-to-day basis. Now, that's, that's good that you brought that out. So basically what you're actually saying, uh, to add on what you're saying, is that we must develop, this must become a lifestyle for us. Yes. And so fasting and prayer, even though we did that, we fasted in prayer. What is the purpose of fasting? The purpose of fasting is humility. We, we yes. letting God know we don't know. So we humble ourselves before you. We don't know what we should do and how we should do it. So fasting is is humility, um, I'm, de- I'm decreasing, that you will increase. Not our yes. will, God, but your will. So fasting is about uh, 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 dismantling the flesh. Uh, it's about me uh, not depending on me, if I can use that word, uh, say it that way. Uh, 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 not dependent on me, but God, we want your will to be done. And watch this right here. Because fasting when we do it with the right purpose and the right mood and understand the foundation of fasting, I did a message years ago called Fasting Releasing the Supernatural. Uh, why? The supernatural is released on your spirit. What's the greatest enemy of the supernatural? The natural. The greatest enemy of all supernatural movements of God is the natural. When we think we know what to do, when we try to control God, when we try to orchestrate a move of God, that ain't going to happen. 
Yes. If it is, it's witchcraft. It's definitely not about heaven. None of us can control heaven. Heaven reveals its will. When heaven reveals its will, then it's our responsibility to pray the will of heaven. Yes. That's it. So so the same thing that caused God to do it is the same thing that caused God to continue to do it. We gotta pray. Keep on praying, humbling ourselves before God, and now we gotta go out and do what God has commissioned us to do. Uh, you know, as you were speaking, I was thinking about uh the prayer of agreement, uh, when a husband and a wife uh, come together in agreement. Now, uh, this is something that we as a people did as a, as a, a church, but you and I did this as husband and wife, uh, praying and fasting concerning the meeting. Um, and I remember last year when uh, the Lord tested us and we went in fasting and prayer in the month of uh, October. Now, here it is again in the same month of October, you know, the Lord began to deal with us concerning fasting and prayer. So uh, I'm looking at concerning the prayer of agreement, uh, and I know when we go on as a, as a corporate body, when we go on a, a fasting, when we go in fasting and prayer, uh, many times the Lord will instruct you to give us a focused prayer. So when we are uh, fasting and praying, we will be saying the same thing. Uh, uh, releasing heaven's will in that focused prayer uh, that whatever it is that we are praying for, that the will of heaven will be done. So I was just thinking about the prayer of agreement with husband and wives and, and coming together uh, in agreement to release heaven uh, for the earth realm, whatever the situation may be. But in this case, uh, the supernatural encounter, um, how we came together in focused prayer and fasting. And uh, as you were saying, that just came to my mind. If you think about it, we've been fasting ever since January, three days, uh, the last three days of every month. Yeah. So we've been fasting all year. Yes. And um, uh, even though we weren't fasting and praying for the encounter all year, but we've been fasting all year. So we've been humbling ourselves before God all year. And uh, God, you know, we confess without you we're nothing. Without you we fail every time. We need you, God. We hunger for you, we thirst for you, we crave for you, God. And yes. so, so uh, and, and I believe, looking at the wisdom of God, how God did it was, uh, even though he put this in my spirit to do a three-day fast once a month, uh, but uh, God was preparing us yes. all the time. And regardless, and the key is, regardless if everybody did it or didn't do it, the most important thing, did the leadership do it? Yes. Did I do it? Did you do it? Yes. That's the key. And so God will honor it. And I believe the people that has followed the pattern uh, will also receive the manifestation of the blessings. Amen. And, you know, our church, uh, uh, we as a people, uh, the mandate um, that one of the mandates that's upon us is uh, uh, warfare, spiritual warfare and uh, releasing the Word of God. And you've done many, many teachings on spiritual warfare and, you know, um, how we are to release the Word of God and and the importance of standing in agreement with God and and releasing the Word of God. And so, uh, you know, I just thank God that this is not something that, um, you know, that just happened one time or two times, but this is something that we as a people, Panorama, those who have been with us a long time, and I know you to be a man of prayer. You know, as my leader, my spiritual covering, you are a man of prayer. There are many times, many nights, um, you know, uh, it's probably not one week or two weeks that go by that I don't see you up um, at night praying and interceding on behalf of the people as the Lord will wake you up. It's nothing for for uh, you to get up and, and go and be before the Lord. Um, you know, uh, sometimes you get up at 11 o'clock. <laughs> you know, we just got into bed, uh, you know, an hour ago. But you will be up all night interceding and praying and before the Lord uh, on behalf of the people of God as whatever the Lord put in your spirit. So I think for me as a wife, that really speaks volumes. That's a great example, um, you know, before me, uh, an example, a pattern that I can follow. 
follow um, as a wife, as as uh, the mother of our three daughters. They see us uh, praying. They they hear us praying. Um, they see us fasting. They also themselves fast. Um, just recently, um, you know, I said something to Imani about her not eating breakfast, and she said, well, Mommy, today I'm fasting. And, and I commended her. That's excellent. The Spirit of God dealt with her heart about fasting. You didn't say anything to her. I didn't say anything to her. Uh, but she was able to do that because of the pattern that's already been set before her. So, I, you know, I just commend you as my spiritual covering and as my leader, as my husband, um, you know, uh, commend you as a man of God who who not only just preach the word of God, but you demonstrate the word of God. You demonstrate a life of fasting and a life of prayer before me and before our daughters. Well, I appreciate that, uh, uh, what you said, and um, and I appreciate sharing that about Imani because I didn't know um, that, and as a mother, uh, uh, mothers are concerned um, uh, about their children' uh, welfare, and well, fathers is too, um, but mothers are uh, is, is more um, of um, what's the word I'm looking for here um, towards children. But anyway, uh, uh, I like what you said, and the key about fasting too is why, a lot of times we want to fast fast when trouble hit, and uh, this is the key to me. I remember years ago when I was uh, uh, wasn't married years ago, and I used to live a, live a life of fasting. A fast should always be for purpose, not just to fast, just to fast. And um, well, there was times that I fasted, uh, 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 dedicating my love towards God. It wasn't for, and matter of fact, I can't ever recall for fasting for a house or a car. Uh, things that I, ca- I can't recall ever. Uh, if I did, I don't remember. Uh, but um, there's times I fast, just rededicated myself to Him. I belong to You. I love You. This is this day is for You, God. I'm fasting because I love You, not because I want something, not because I need something, but I'm fasting because I commit myself to You. I'm fasting because I want You. I'm fasting because I love You. But I, that, I remember those times, and it was like a love a love relationship I had with God. And so uh, uh, now, uh, when you say you see me living a fast life and prayer life, it's, it's, it's normal to me because that's been the pattern before I got married, and, uh, and it has carried over. And so uh, uh, that's who I am. He made me, and I thank God for that because if I haven't got married younger like I uh, attempted to do a couple of times, and I'm glad, thank God that he stopped and put a wedge in it. And you don't see it at the time, but we, you look back, you see that was God, because God, I, I really wanted to be spiritually mature when I got married, so I would be able to lead a family. So that was my choice by getting married uh, later on in life. Uh, by if we had got married when I was <laughs> in my twenties. Uh, all our kids would be grown and probably married by now and everything else. But I chose to because uh, I've seen so many divorces uh, that was taking place. And uh, and I personally believe that if my life was strong in God, I would have a better chance. I have a better chance of surviving. I have a better chance of staying in the marriage. Because why? Fasting and prayer have nothing to do with the person you marry, everything to do with your relationship with God. It's, it's you, yes. You're depending on him. You're trusting him. You're casting yourself on him. You're telling him, I don't know how to be a husband. I don't know how to be a father. And so you're casting yourself and you're depending on him. So yes. uh, uh, and that that is key. That's vital. Yes. You know, and I uh, and I, uh, you know, I just thank God. Um, Imani was able to say that to me because of the pattern that she's seen, um, you know, demonstrated before her. Uh, for you and I. Uh, our oldest, Ebony, I believe she was probably maybe 11 or 12 when we first encouraged her um, to begin to uh, fast. Our church has always, you know, had seasons and times of fasting. 
And sometimes we as parents, you know, uh, we say, well, they're too little, they shouldn't be fasting, uh, but they can, you know, we've always put our girls in a position that they fast. Um, maybe they fast, start out, you know, something uh, fasting of their breakfast or maybe their lunch or, you know, uh, and then increase it. Ebony started out fasting her breakfast and, you know, because she was in school and then eating her lunch. Then it came to a, a point where Ebony was fasting, um, you know, half a day. And then she was fasting a whole day. So we, we helped guide her, uh, and, and through the wisdom that came from you, I was able to encourage her um, to take heed and remember what, you know, the word of the Lord God that was spoken uh, from Daddy. That now let's trust God that God is going to strengthen you to be able to do uh, the fast. So I think we as parents have an obligation to help our children have times and seasons of fasting uh, before God so they can get to know God for themselves and not make excuses why they don't know God because we're not doing our part as the parents. I think a lot of parents, um, uh, how can I say this here, uh, they go they go all for themselves but they leave their family behind. I believe that if, if God calls a man, he calls the wife and the children as well in some kind of capacity. Now, I may not do the same thing, especially like a, a travel evangelist like Billy Graham did and other people and, 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 and um, uh, what is his name, uh, uh, Benny Hinn. And Benny Hinn, uh, you know, shared on public television how he made some 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 great mistakes. And what happens is, we will go in season of fasting and prayer as leaders, but we will uh, lead our family into season of fasting and prayer because we think about the church and we want to, you know, make sure our hearts is right and we want the anointing to be able to bless God's people. Wouldn't it be even more beautiful that the family can bless the people? Yes. Yeah. There's not one, uh, not just one, one uh, the anointing on the on the husband or the father. But the anointing is on the husband, the father, the wife, the mother, the children as well. And, uh, and 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 when I think about it, the oldest child usually have it harder than everybody else. Usually, not in every every family, but usually. But when I look think back back on Ebony, Ebony fasted a greater level than a money and ecstasy have. Yeah. Uh, when I look back on it. And sometimes the enemy can bombard the oldest. And my, my dad was hard on me. That mama's hard on me. Then, then, then the rest of them. What children don't understand is this right here too: that uh, uh, when we become parents, uh, we don't. There's not a download in our mind how to be a parent, how to do this thing. Every parent thinks they know how to do it <laughs> by looking at looking looking at other people, but it's a whole different ball game in doing it. <laughs> so, so um, uh, we're growing. Parents is growing as well. At, uh, and, and, and use the oldest child as a guinea pig. So we're trying different things, and we've been, we think we'd be led by the Spirit on certain things. But Ebony experienced a greater level of fasting and prayer because back during those days, I was even more stricter than I am. I mean, <laughs> ain't no compromise, ain't no nothing. I didn't know how to be flexible yeah. uh, uh, in the beginning stage because um, uh, think about it. Before I married, we, you and I got married. I lived before God day and night. It was nothing but God, and so I had to learn how to make adjustments to be a husband. Cause I, and I was still living that fast and prayer life. I said the first uh, six or seven, uh, six or eight months uh, when we got married, because uh, that was just a lifestyle in the Spirit of God. You recall this that time. Uh, you was in the bedroom. I was in the other room in there uh, uh, before God, and the Lord said, "What are you doing?" And I said, "I'm I'm I'm I'm, fellow, I'm communing and fellowship with you, Father." He said, "No, what are you doing?" And I, I learned a long, long, long time ago when God speak to me two times, is that uh, He's trying to get something to my attention, and I got I got quiet, and then He spoke to me. He said, "Get up and go tell your wife you love her." And so I got him and said, "I love you." And came on back. I was so mechanical, I didn't realize what He was trying to get me to do. And then He spoke to me and said. Son, you cannot live a single man's consecration being married. And it hit yeah. me like a ton of bricks. Mm -hmm. I still was married to you, but I still was living like I wasn't married. I still lived that consecrated life. And you can't do that now because there's no don't. It's just not you. 
and I had to learn how to do that. I had to learn how to make adjustments, and I had to learn how to so, uh, uh By Ebony being our firstborn, so even though I was making adjustments, uh, there still was a a a, a uh, demand on consecration with everybody in the household. So yeah. she ex- she experienced a, a greater level. Uh, than uh, uh, ecstasy and money, but as we get older, we learn and we have uh, God graces with a greater level of wisdom uh, how to do this thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, Amen. Yes, I do uh, remember that, and uh, and I remember you coming in the room and 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 saying that to me. Um, I remember that time, and uh, and you know, and back then at the beginning of our marriage, I thought you were a little hard on me. I thank God for it today, but back then I thought you was a little hard. And I I can remember one time, you know, you uh, came in the kitchen and asked me if I had spent some time uh, with the Lord today. I had been working and I was doing the dishes, you know, uh, after dinner. And I remember you came and asked me had I spent some time with the Lord. And and I told you no. You said, well, I'll finish the dishes. You go and spend some time with the Lord. Now, back then, you know, I'm thinking to myself, well, who does he think he is, my daddy? You know, (laughs) telling me, you know, to go spend some time before God. Uh, but, you know, looking back on that, I can appreciate you doing that because it helped me become the woman of God that I am today. Uh, back then, it, you know, it wasn't, but I, I appreciate it now. And that's that's something I can use to encourage somebody else, you know, uh, in their relationship with the Lord uh, and, and in their marriage. And so, uh, you know, again, just being that pattern and that example before me. Well, I think about it. Uh, 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 you didn't know and you didn't see yourself today. Now, if you had the capacity to see yourself back then, the way you are now, you would have been you would have glad to did it. But that's not the way it worked. And yeah. and a and a husband can't share that uh, with his wife and and tell his wife go spend some time with God. He, he can't do that if that's not a lifestyle for him, if it's not a reality to him. And so, and I understood this here, that if you didn't have a relationship with God, it's going to be very difficult for us to stay married. I knew that for a fact. And so with me living the kind of life style that I did before I married you, I lived that kind of life. And so uh, I know, knew and understood that if uh, I'm before God developing my spiritual life and my wife is before God, and don't have a relationship with God, that's being unequally yoked, and it's going to be like hell on earth. Yeah. So uh, 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 even though you did not, uh, and watch this right here, and the only thing I would put in demand on you to do is create a pattern like I would have had. I mean, I was the pattern. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Jesus says, follow me. Uh, not Jesus. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. In other words, I have become a pattern. Follow uh-huh. the pattern. Yes. And so that's the way it should be. I personally believe what will make the majority of marriages uh, uh, will experience a greater level of success if that husband had a relationship and a pattern uh, with God before he married the woman. And if he do, then he can help her. If both of them have developed a pattern, um, they can help one another and can learn from one another. Yes. And, you know, I wasn't wasn't – uh, like you said um, earlier, had I seen that, I would have probably gladly did that. But but because I didn't see that, um, you know, you encouraged me to, uh, because the pattern that you had already set before me, to also have a relationship with God. And, and something you just said about me having a relationship with God, I can remember um, you would uh, sometimes talk to me about the Lord, and I don't know if you remember this, and all I was saying was, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm, yes. But I was not able to give you proper dialogue because I didn't have the word in me. What's it? You know, if it's not in me, it can't come out of me. So, uh, so I had to, you know, have a relationship with God. So, uh, for myself, number one, and also um, so I can walk in agreement with you uh, concerning the vision that God has given you um, for the house, and not, you know, not just being able to, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but being able to have proper dialogue. You know, I can share with you how, you know, what the Lord dealt with me about uh, when I was spending time with Him, and then you can share with me, and we can bounce things off one another. We can encourage one another. 
Um, you know, we can build one another and strengthen one another, but if the word is not in me, I cannot properly give you the word of God. I'm going to be giving you, uh, listening to the lie of the enemy, uh, and then giving you the lie of the enemy because I have not spent proper and quality time developing my relationship with God so I can get to know God for myself. And, and when I think about it, I, of course I remember those yesterday. I mean, I remember that. Of course I remember those. <laughs> remember that. Uh, but uh, as she was talking, something came to my mind. I, uh, this is going back, ladies and gentlemen, to the difference in knowing um, Scripture and knowing God. Yes. Now, we came from a very revelatory church. So Dr. Brown was very revelatory. I was very revelatory. So now one of the things that uh, 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 I think what God would did with you at the time, because I lived before God, revelation was natural to me. It was normal to me. It wasn't, it wasn't deep to me. It's just natural to me. I don't never uh, uh, study to get revelation. I don't study to be deep. It's just natural because that's who I was. So I think what God was doing, it was trying to take you to another level, another realm, and it had to uh, to be able for us to be able to dialogue intelligently. Yes. And uh, also my dialogue wouldn't be just natural dialogue. I'm talking to you about things God revealed to me and what God spoke to me. And so it's not going to be on the norm, the the, the norm. And so, so uh, uh, God will take you through a process of the, of coming before Him, and so He can begin to open up your understanding to uh, relation with Him in a greater dimension, so you can relate to me in a greater dimension. Yes, and you know what all of this is uh, showing me um, is the importance of me submitting to you as my authority and as my husband, um, and not just, I can remember how I struggled, you know, well, who am I talking to today, my my husband or the apostle, uh, you know, um, but I can remember uh, you just constantly encouraging me to have a relationship with God. I see the importance of that now because I can share those same things with our daughters before they get married um, because I think had I had the proper relationship with God, before we got married, you would not have had to say that to me. Uh, but you saw the lack in there. And um, and so I would go and spend time with God because there was a like. Um, so I see the importance of you being me submitting to you as my husband, as my authority, and helping me to develop a relationship uh, with God and helping me to know God for myself so I can be a benefit, I can be an asset and not a detriment in this marriage. Um, I can be able to see the enemy far off and, and, um, um, and share words of wisdom, what God dealt with me about. If I'm off, you'll let me know. You'll, you'll tell me if I'm off. Um, but me having a proper relationship with God, um, I can see the importance of you helping me to have this proper relationship with the Lord. When we begin to understand uh, what the word of the Lord said to the father of faith, Abraham is the father of faith. And the Bible says in, I think it's uh, Genesis eighteen nineteen or nineteen eighteen. he says, For I know him, Abraham, for he's going to command his children and his household after him that I might perform the promise. Uh, that I promised him, paraphrasing how it went, yes. uh, go something. So, so the promises of God was contingent upon Abraham teaching his children and his household the ways of God. As God taught Abraham, you are to teach them. If you do that, then I will bring the promise upon you. I yes. personally, a lot of households fast, pray, go to church, pay their tithes get the offering, but if Abraham is the father of faith, he's the pattern of faith. Yes. So I believe that a lot of families' blessings can be on hold, and they think it's the devil, but they got it on hold because they're not concerned about the whole household. Uh, God is concerned about generations. Now, we can't make our children 
when they become adults, uh, 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 continue to follow the pattern. We responsible for creating the pattern, and as long as they live in this household, following the pattern. It's my responsibility, and there should not much is right, and there should never be any different pattern. Yes, it should not be. I got a, I got a, 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 um, a certain discipline than you and the girls. Now, of course, the demand on me is going to be greater because I'm, I'm the head of the household. So uh, I fast and pray probably more than anybody in the household. You fast and pray more than the girls. So, so there's always going to be a great level of responsibility. Now, my responsibility is to help. Now, we got to understand this. Not teach my children the word, my family the word, but to teach them God. Yes. And 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 Abraham did not have a Bible. When God spoke that word, that he must teach his household uh, concerning God. He didn't have a Bible, and that is the problem. And that's one of the reasons I believe that children, when they get older, they don't want to go to church because we'll, we'll present in religion, but not the reality of God. I think one of the best things that happened to my family uh, 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 was what we went through last year. Now, I have always gone through things, but not the girls know anything about it. And some things you didn't know about that I went through personal because I'm trying to protect you. This last episode, God allowed everybody to be touched, you, the girls, everybody. And it bothered, that's why it bothered me more than anything because it's the first time that it was touched with the whole family. Yes. It was blessed, but it was God. Because when I sat down with the girls and began to, Asked them what was their mindset about what transpired, and to hear the wisdom of God, and I shared with them, and see this is teaching your children God, not religion. I shared with them we have an obligation, responsibility to pray for these people. Yeah. I did not expose not one person to my children. They saw stuff on they they saw stuff on on Facebook. We had them to cut the Facebook account, cut it off. We was in a transition. We was going through a season. I wasn't going through this family was going through a transition. Yes. So cut the Facebook off. Don't look at negativism on the Facebook. Keep your heart clean. Keep your heart pure. And we this is kind of, this is how I talk to my family. I do not uh 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 put people down. I do not plant negative seeds and I never have done it. Never. Yes, amen. I've been in the negative seeds of my children mind about anybody that has come against me, done anything yes. against me, not one single time. I got to I got to show them Jesus. Yes. The devil uses people. People is people, but the devil uses people, and God uses people. So we have yes. to look at the source. The source is not those people that's rising up against your father. It's the devil that's using them as an instrument that's rising up against your father. Yes. So we pray for them. And we speak blessings upon them. I know there's uh, something you just said. You say that all the time, and that's so real. You know, and the Spirit of God brings it back to our spirit from time to time. Keep your heart clean. Keep your heart pure. And we know the scripture uh, in the book of uh, Proverbs, the fourth chapter, that out of the abundance of the heart, um, the mouth speaks. I'm sorry, I'm mixing up another scripture. Uh, Keep your heart without diligence, uh, Proverbs 4, keep your heart with all diligence, but out of it the issues of life. Yes, um, thank you. And uh, But that's something we always say. Uh, you don't just um, say that across the pulpit, but you uh, uh, say that in the household. You remind us of what the Word says about walking in forgiveness and not having any unforgiveness in our hearts. And so if we apply that, as we apply that, then the girls is able to apply that even in their situations with their own friends. You know, when you know, there have been many times when Ecstasy or Imani has come to me because of a situation that they encountered, then they remember the words of their father of keeping your heart pure, keeping your heart clean. And so, therefore, they're able to demonstrate the word based upon something that you told them some time ago. But that's, that's 
something that's that's a household uh, statement in our house to keep your heart clean and don't walk in any unforgiveness. And even when you and I came together in fasting and prayer last year, uh, we were calling, you know, we were keeping our heart clean, uh, calling at the uh, uh, the different ones' names that the enemy uh, had used, uh, but still releasing them and walking in forgiveness and speaking blessings over them. That's that's another thing that you have demonstrated before us. Speaking blessings over them. We don't want to see wrong come to anyone. We don't want to see, you know, harm come come to anyone. We want to uh, speak and release the blessings of God upon them, and that's also keeping us uh, uh, walking in forgiveness concerning anyone. Well, the only way you can do that when when the word of God become a reality to us. Yes. And 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 when the word of God become a reality, it's impossible for the word of God to become a reality to you without God becoming a reality. That's what the Word of God does. It makes Jesus real. If if if, G, if the Word of God is real, then Jesus is real. You can't separate it. And and uh, Jesus died on Calvary's cross for humanity, not for the church, not for saved people, because there wasn't nobody saved. Everybody's been sinned. Come short of, so that, that's the reality. And when yeah. we understand spiritual warfare, and a lot of us pray battle against the devil, but it's not real to us. And one of the ways you know if spiritual warfare is real to you, let somebody cross you. <laughs> and when somebody cross you and you attack them, spiritual warfare is not real to you. Period. You've been doing all that. It's all in vain. All your spiritual warfare is in vain because now you fighting against flesh and blood. When you know the scripture said, don't do it. That's yeah. not real. God put you in that situation for the word of God to become real. Yes. Even even there's been times uh, 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 when our children was younger, and they was in children's church, and uh, a uh, uh, one of the authorities, one of the teachers would come and tell you something that the kids did. We don't we don't take our children's side. Yes. No. We we don't live in that realm. We Amen. don't take our. Uh, and this is the sad thing about the majority of parents; they don't know they don't they they don't know the potential of the church. Every parent should know the potential. When when when, when somebody comes and can't tell me what the teacher said, I already know if it's true or not, and I already know what their potential is. They're like yes. I know all of our potential. Amen. I know they have a potential of doing what the teacher said. I didn't. I didn't. No. 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 And what I, what my wife would do when the teacher come. She'll always get my kids, bring my kids in front of that teacher, and now you apologize to that teacher. Now, this is what I tell them. When I get home and deal with them, they say, well, Dad, I didn't do that. I said, let me share this with you. I'm going to teach you how to deal with authority. Even if, if the authority is wrong, you still deal with them out of respect because God will deal with the authority. It's not your responsibility to deal with the authority. God will deal with the authority. This is how I teach my children. Yes. We don't jump on people's side, on their side. There's times when our kids will come to us and say, uh, this situation, that situation, and the first thing that I would do, my wife has learned to do this, the first question I'm going to ask them, what do you think God was speaking to you out of this situation? Yes. Not saying anything about the person, and the person could have been wrong. But what was God? I said, do you believe God is sovereign? Yes, Dad, I believe God is sovereign. And why do they believe that? Because they hear it. They hear it taught. Yes. So if you believe that God is sovereign, do you believe um, that God had the power to stop that? Yes. But he didn't stop it. No. Then why did God allow it? Why did God allow somebody to say something wrong to you? Why did God some, allow somebody to treat you wrong? Why does God allow somebody to lie on you? Why did God allow it? Yes. God is a God of purpose. So, so what am I doing? I'm teaching my children to rely on God. Yes. Let God educate them. Let God teach them. And, and and when they say, well, I believe God was trying to show me something about pride. I believe that God was trying to show me something about my emotions. God was trying to, I said, okay. We're good. So that means that's the area he's trying to develop you in. He uses people. 
circumstance and situation develop up. And everybody, everybody said they want to grow. Everybody said, no, you don't. No, you don't. Because when God put you in a situation for growth, we renege, we fight, we rebel against God. So I, I really thank God for God gracing us to be able to uh, help our children understand and help our children to forgive people and to love people regardless and see the bigger picture that it is the devil and not uh, um, uh, people. Yes. Uh, as you were speaking, the, the Spirit of God was bringing back to my remembrance something concerning one of my uh, siblings um, that God told me to see them as a soul. That here's my, my sibling that I grew up with. You know, both of my parents, you know, we're, we're siblings, and, and um, you know, now the enemy has come in into our relationship and has uh, caused us to be estranged from one another, not me, uh, but my sibling. And one day I was, uh, you know, reaching out to my sibling, and they, I called them, and they hung up on me a few times. And, and the last time they said, don't call my number again. Don't call me. And, um, and of course, that hurt because that's my sibling. And uh, But when I was uh, talking to the Lord, the Lord told me to see them as a soul and um, to detach yourself from them uh, and pray for them. And so that's what um, I began to do, pray for them. I, I call out their name, and I lift them up before uh, before God on a day-to-day -day basis, praying for their salvation because um, and believing God has reconciled them back to him, that it's already done. And, and before they leave this earth, I will see our relationship in proper, healthy uh, dialogue. We will be communing together because I see them as a soul, and I have detached myself uh, from them. And I don't, I don't – uh, something you said earlier about seeing the spirit. Spirit, you know, the enemy uses people. So I, I see the enemy, not my sibling, but I see that the enemy is behind the scene, you know, manipulating trying to manipulate the situation and manipulating them, but I'm going to continue to pray uh, and be the door that God can use, uh, the instrument that God can use to reconcile or bring them back into a healthy relationship with him first and then between uh, that person and myself. That's that's beautiful because um, as you were talking, and, I, and this is going back to uh, um, spouses, how everybody had different strengths, and that's 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 an area that uh, I admire about you, uh, uh, and take how you handle that situation, uh, uh, and that's an area that I would have handled it a different way. Uh, you don't want me to call you no more. Fine with me, and which is <laughs> which is pride, and uh, so uh, that's most likely my, one of my, I said most likely and, and probably not, but most likely. And when I say it that way, because if if, if the Spirit of God is dealing with me while they're talking, I would I, I'm going to do it the correct way. Uh, if I'm yielding to the Spirit of God, and so, but there's been times I get in my flesh. Okay, you don't want me to call you that. <laughs> That's fine with me. And then soon I got off the phone, then the Holy Spirit jacked me up, convicted me, and then I have to get the thing right. But I admire you for that, and you does you really do do uh, model that uh, before me and uh, the girls, and so. And that's the beauty of uh, of uh, a relationship, because everybody brings something to the table. Yes. And, uh, and I and I really admire that about you. And matter of fact, we um, a situation happened with one of your siblings' children uh, not too long ago, and uh, 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 when it was here, and I, and and, the, and when I got with my kids, um, I shared showed them. Uh, where they was wrong, even though they said they didn't do the thing. Um, see, it doesn't to me it doesn't matter if you didn't do it, but how you handled it. Yeah. That, and so, how did you handle? Did you handle it properly? Did Did you handle it the way Christ would handle it? And sometimes, when 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 you you got uh, uh, kids that's on around about the same age, there there is a a uh, power play amongst uh, uh, children, and uh, so I can I can see those fleshly dynamics, and uh, regardless, uh, and and uh, and much is right here. We have a responsibility to teach our kids from a biblical perspective. Now, yes. what used to happen when that when you do it that way, the other party think that you saying that your child is wrong, 
I'm not saying my child is wrong. I'm sharing. I'm sharing my child. My child till this day said that they was uh, uh, right. But the problem I had, did you handle it right? Regardless yes. if you was right, was was your attitude right? Was your disposition right uh, in the midst of the situation? And yes. sharing. Share with them when when you have guests in your household, when you have guests in your that's what I teach my kids. When you have guests, you are the servant. Yes. So even though that's your cousin, you're here to serve. Yes. And and, and see, watch this right here. See, see, and then then my kids would think, well, that they don't treat me like that when I go. Nobody don't serve me. What, 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 that no, but see, it's not about what they do for you. See, I don't know what their parents is teaching them. I know what I teach you. Yes. When 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 we have guests, we are the servants to the guest that comes in this house. Yes. We are responsible for modeling Jesus. We're yes. the one here to serve them. We're here to bless them. We're here to encourage them. We're here to give to them. Yes. And the Bible talks about a minister has to be hospitable. And so that's an element that is lost with a lot of us preachers. Have to be hospitable. Mm-hmm. And so, so even if you have to sacrifice, and a lot of times I, I sacrifice, like Captain, I sacrifice my time, sacrifice everything to make things better for somebody else. Yes. So, so, and we try to teach our kids the same thing. When you come, when you have your friends come over, they have friends come over from time to time. You the servant. You serve them. Yes. And when they want to watch a movie, let them choose the movie. Yes. You the mm-hmm. servant. So, ladies, we have to really get these things down pat uh, when it comes down to um, uh, being parents, uh, understanding the bigger picture. We have a responsibility for preparing the, the next generation. There are certain things we don't allow our children to watch. There are certain things yeah. they don't listen to, we don't allow them to listen to. So uh, I remember when, uh, because we don't let our children watch horror movies, uh, anything satanic to their money, we don't, we, just, that's, we don't do that. And that's not a knock if you allow your children to do that. We're not. Uh, this is not a judgmental, critical thing. I'm just sharing where we're located. Every household is different, and God deal with everybody different. That's what uh, what I'm led to do. And yeah. so when our kids go out of town, and uh, their aunts may say, uh, one, one, they say, I remember when they were younger, we, we can't watch that. This is when they were child, uh, children. Little, little, they were smaller. Can't watch that. And they respected that. And then uh, and then they turned the television to something else. And And so... That blessed me to see their discipline. Because every yes. child was just, they would have followed their cousins, watching anything. No, we can't watch that. Yes. We can't eat that. Our, ch- uh, our children don't eat uh, red meat nor pork, but they eat chicken. And uh, we can't eat that. They respect that. They stick to their guns. Yes. And, that, that's, and that means they're disciplined in those areas. Yes. And I think we have to, you know, the only way our girls can do that uh, and the children, period, can do that is because they see that model before them. Going back to what you said earlier, the only way you could uh, help me to have a relationship, encourage me to have a relationship with the Lord is because you had one and the pattern was already set. So was I following the pattern? So because I was not following the pattern, you had to make uh, help me get in divine alignment to follow the pattern. So we do the same thing with our children. Help them follow the pattern. It's already set. So when they um, get married one day to their future uh, kingdom man of God it, that we're praying for even now, um, then they will have already had have a relationship with the Lord um, that they can help. Uh, um, they can be that help me that God has called them to be and ordained them to be to their husbands. Why? Because the pattern has already been set. They saw it demonstrated with their parents, and so they can help. Uh, they they have a little bit of what you know what to do when they marry uh, their their man of God one day in the future. And it'll be de- it'll be devastating and frustrating for them to marry a man of God that don't have any standards, and when they've been raised up with standards, and that's why you have to birth your your children's spouse into existence. We yeah. start praying for our children's spouses the moment Kathy uh, conceived. The moment it was in the womb, we've been praying for their spouses. And, of course, the enemy will always try to bring the counterfeit or whatever the case may be, that, but we're not responsible for that. We're responsible for doing our job. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, it seems like our time is up. Uh, I really enjoyed this dialogue with you, my beloved wife. 
Thank you. I enjoyed it also. Well, we pray that our uh, radio audience uh, uh, this today and that you can kind of uh, reflect on and, and maybe the Lord has spoke some things in your life that uh, confirmed some things that you're already doing, uh, uh, spoke some things to you that he's challenged you in to make some adjustments. And uh, let, let the Spirit of God do it because, ladies and gentlemen, this next generation, we really, really need a move of God. We really need, uh, well, I don't say a move of God, but our children need to encounter God in a real way. Amen. So this has uh, been uh, Prophet Kathy and Dr. E.J. McKenzie with uh, the Master King, uh, dealing with kingdom relationships. And this is what it's all about, Jesus being Lord in the midst of our lives, in the midst of our relationships. Tell somebody about the broadcast, if you will. The next time we will be on, Kathy will be on tomorrow uh, uh, and with her broadcast. And uh, we don't do Friday before. And so I'll be back with you on Saturday and Monday and Tuesday. God bless you. We enjoyed being with you today. God bless you.